Hello, I'm Pete George, and we are live on Game Changers with Vicki Abelson. Our guest tonight is Pamela DeBar. Woo! Hey, Pamela, tell us the secret to saying your name, because it's the first time that I know how to say it correctly. Oh, well, my ex-husband, my wonderful ex-husband, Michael, always says it rhymes with gay bar, <laughs> which I love <laughs> that. He's been saying that since the day I met him. Okay, well, he didn't tell me that. I, I Michael was on my other show mm-hmm. when it was the Rotaken, and he was a wa- he is so knowledgeable about so many things. He's so witty. He, and he is. Just yeah. incredibly. Okay, so tell me how you guys met. I always felt like a dumb bunny around him because no. he's so bright. No, he's he so is, witty. He he's so quick. Well, he also ha- he has an encyclopedia knowledge he sure does now. of music. Since yeah. he's been a DJ for mm-hmm. almost six years, yeah. Did he study to do that? No, <laughs> it came very natural wow. to him. <laughs> so how did you meet Michael? Um, I was attempting to be an actress for several years of my life. Okay, I wa- we were going to talk about the soap operas because oh, yeah, that freaks me out that you do the soap operas. I was on a couple of those. Yeah. And um, uh, a friend of mine, Chuck Wine, who worked with Andy Warhol, very interesting character, wrote a movie for me. Wow. And I was playing myself. And Keith Moon was supposed to play the rock star. And he was I was dating him at the time. If you want to call it that, <laughs> we're going to talk about that no, too. I was seeing him. Okay. Anyway, he didn't show up. He was up. definitely seeing you. Yes. <laughs> he didn't show up. Ah. Um, because you know he's a cuckoo bird. Mm-hmm. You never know where he is. But mm-hmm. anyway, Michael was in town mm-hmm. with Silverhead, his mm-hmm. band at the time, his glitter band, Fantastic. awesome band. Mm-hmm. And he was an actor from childhood. To Sir with Love, one of my favorite movies <laughs> of all time. Yep. Yeah. He was an actor from a little boy. Mm-hmm. He was doing ads. I remember. The Nux Bar Kid was his first uh, really? commercial. Yeah, That had so to be over this overseas. He they was, didn't have that here. No, in England. Oh, he yeah. was British. Yeah. Um, so a marquee. Yes, a marquee. The Marquis de Bar. So wait, what does that make you? What did that make that you? That made me for many years the Marquesa de Bar. A Marquesa. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. You had a title. That's kind of exciting. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> um, so he showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, my, the AP found him. And that was it. I mean, instant. Well, he fell in love with me instantly. I was seeing another guy and Waylon Jennings and Keith Moon at the time. Yeah, I I read something about the fact that you were juggling those guys. Who won? Michael. Oh, (laughs) but between Waylon and Keith. I was seeing both at the same time. Yeah, there was no winner. No, you know, and those. (laughs) They're very different types. You would think so, but not really. How so? Well, they were both. Wild assed MFers, man. I'm telling you, both of them, both of them in their way, and and, and I loved them both so dearly. Big time addicts, alcoholics. Um, yeah, they messed mm-hmm. around, mm-hmm. both of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they were so much fun, both of them. You know, I'm attracted to genius. I'm attracted to artistic brilliance, you know, and and craziness, madness. Somehow, I could soothe people like part of my nature do you st- uh, is does that is that still what attract do bad boys still attract you no isn't that something i like I that i have matured i think that's really <laughs> i mean i'm drawn to them but i don't go there that's interesting yeah okay so i saw on your list of of men a couple of interesting people like woody allen woody allen well we dated i didn't you didn't groupie woody no i didn't he, I met him in New York when I was doing that movie with Michael. What and was it called? Arizona Slim. 
Okay. It was about a, a pool player, a real guy who called himself Arizona Slim, and myself. Mm-hmm. And Chuck Wine was mm-hmm. combining these two crazy worlds together. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I was... Wait a minute, what would you ask me? <laughs> I, 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 I asked you... I have so um, much to say. No, but that's good. Um, I uh, Wait, about Woody Allen. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so, okay. so the director's wife knew Woody. And the director's wife, Barbara, went on to marry Timothy Leary after she broke up with that guy. Wow. But anyway, that's how I met Woody. I went to a... Um, wait, so Elaine's. wait, you're on the movie with Michael. You're already doing a thing with Michael. You're doing whaling? Well, I wasn't doing... quite doing a thing with Michael Okay. Yet. Michael had just gotten married to someone else. Oh. But he did say he fell in love with me that day, and he eventually did divorce the first wife, and we got together. But at, early on, I was seeing Woody... Just as a friend, you know, we went to dinner, we went to the movies. He actually took me to see The Exorcist. Wow. And was he scared? Because <laughs> he strikes me as the type that would get scared. Well, he was funny. He sank yeah. down in the seat with his, you know, his <laughs> fishing hat and said, you can't take kids anywhere these days when she came down and peed on the floor. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a very funny moment. He kept shouting out crazy things. It was really great. Was he, was he fun? Super fun. Super fun. But like this, you know. Hiding. He didn't want people... And, um, but the problem was, yeah. when he tried to actually make out with me, I just couldn't do it. I have to be really attracted. And not that he wasn't attracted. Just okay, but he had the genius. Uh, yes, he did. Okay, so it's he not did. coming up on my feed. Are we Are we on your feed, Pete? I just want to make sure we're live. Cause oh, we're, yeah. Okay, because I can't see it. i got to get rid of this screen. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to find people. I'm trying to find you people. Yes, ask Eric me some Collins. questions. Ask um, me some questions. Okay, it's not on my feed at all. Yeah, I'm watching it. Okay, well, that's, that's good. That's very weird. I'm glad that you're watching it. I hope somebody else is watching it. Are people are people on with you? Yeah, it's not oh, on yeah. either Mary of my Ellen browsers. Walsh is on. Does Paul. she have a question? Yes. Okay. Oh, good. What is it? Yeah, Gary that's Collins. Did you grow up watching movies with Cicely Tyson? The woman is 95 years young. interesting. What kind of it, question it is that? all over social media. Bar. I'm just telling you what it's saying. Okay. Um, it, yes, I saw Cicely Tyson in many movies. <coughs> I'm 71 myself, so I've been around a long time. <coughs> I love the fact that uh, age doesn't bother me either, and I love the fact that it doesn't bother you. <coughs> How can it bother computer? me? I've written books uh, re- revealing my age. You Absolutely. Know? I'm going to restart my computer because I can't see you people. Yeah. And I don't, this is a Mercury retrograde thing. Do you believe yeah. in any of that? Yes, of course. Okay. I've been having my chart done since I was a teenager. Do you know Zoe Moon? No. She's a wonderful astrologer. She's, I met her on Facebook like, I don't know, 12 years ago when we become great friends. And My um, astrologer, I've got two, Geraldine in England and Tish in New York. And they're both great. What sign are you? Virgo Leo Sag. Mm-hmm. So... Is this, uh, has this retrograde been impacting you? Some do and some don't. This one has. Things are being put put off and put back and, you know. Has anybody resurfaced in your life? That's supposed to happen, right? Yeah, somebody did. Somebody did. But it, you know, we'll see what happens. Then. I had a lot of electrical stuff. But we, our, the, the phone kind of ex- shut down from heat. Last week, my my blow dryer blew up. Yes, yeah, some, <laughs> yeah, some weird stuff. Yeah, some weird stuff's happen. been happening. Um, my computer's not working tonight. I'm going to see if I restart, if I could get... But the show is definitely on, right? That's right. I don't know what is going <laughs> Any on. Any more questions from someone? Uh, 
Not yet. I okay. wish it, I'm so not I, Well, I have questions. Okay. I'll, I'm going right. to ask you. So, all right. So, Woody, you weren't attracted, so you couldn't. No, I, he tried to make out, and I mm -hmm. just couldn't do it. But you know, he wrote me letters for a long time when oh. I came back to LA, and was telling me what movies I needed to see, what music I had to listen to. You know, he he was trying to groom me in some kind of way. Of course, mm -hmm. I was not young. I was twenty. Four, oh, and for him that was an old lady. Yes. Well, he was young then too. Come on. Um, <laughs> younger. 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 Yeah. Um, was he? That was that before Mia? Was that Diane Keaton years or? Wow, it was seventy four. Seventy four was the you know that whole time I was in New York mm -hmm. when Michael was not there, I was hanging out with Woody. Wow. Did you go on any of the sets? Did you do that? No, he all? wasn't doing any movies at that moment. Uh-huh. But I went to his house for dinner. It was just incredible. What a house. Oh, my God. Really? He had a very fancy chef. It was incredible. Wow. <laughs> um, okay, but, we're still not on my computer. But he's not so. a rock star, so. He's not? Okay, maybe, so. Maybe people aren't interested in Woody's genius. Okay, so let's talk about how all of that started. So you grew up. In was it Kansas? Your parents are from no, Kansas. No, I'm from here. You're from here. Mm -hmm. Was your dad from Kansas? Somebody no. was. No. Where was your dad from? He was from North Carolina. My mom was from Georgia. Okay. Um, but they moved to California when I was uh, very, very young. Oh no, actually, I was born here. Okay. <laughs> I was incredibly young when they moved here. <laughs> All right, my computer is not working, so uh, I can't say what that is. Uh, wait, I wonder if I go on the homepage if I can. I want us to be able to say hi to people. I know. I and know. it's not letting me see. What this is so you really have it on your phone, Pete. You're yeah. not like just oh, yeah. toying with me. Look, I'm watching. I was yeah. listening. How is this possible that it's not? This is this is a total. Okay. This well, is a total. Refresh. I have restarted my computer. Oh, I know. I I'm on that. two different browsers. I mean, this is just bizarreness that we are not on my. Well, let me continue. Okay, go ahead. I um I was born here. Okay. <laughs> And and uh, moved back to Ohio for a short time. Came back here. Were you were you a to wild Rosita, child? Actually. Oh really? No, I was a regular little kid and a regular young teen until, well, I was even sort of regular after I heard Elvis. I was an Elvis fanatic from the age of like nine. And then Dion. Do you remember like that moment when you when you were awoken to that? Of course. You saw the, okay, what oh happened? Oh my God. It was a life-changing moment for a little nine-year-old. Uh, my dad, my private time with my daddy was to go to antique thrifts, yard so sales, got all that stuff. Yes. All. Mm -hmm. And my mom, too. I got my school clothes and thrift stores. I always looked better than all the other kids. Um, <laughs> I love it. My dad took me to a garage sale, and he said, choose something. You know, pick out something, mm -hmm. and it was a friend of his garage sale, mm -hmm. and there was nothing there. There were no dolls. There was no tiny tears, or no dolls that wet themselves or anything. Oh. But I saw a stack of records, and I had my own little forty-five record player. So I went through them, and of course, right away I noticed Elvis because I'd heard of him, right? Uh huh. Seen him on Ed Sullivan, all mm -hmm. that. So I picked Elvis. It was uh, Jailhouse Rock, mm -hmm. and the other side was Treat Me Nice. Mm -hmm. I also got a Jerry Lee Lewis, Great Balls of Fire. These mm -hmm. were my first two records. So <clears throat> I came home and started playing them, and that, I mean, that was it. How were your parents with you getting turned on to rock and roll? I was an only child. Mm -hmm. um, this stuff had never happened before. 
parents never had to deal with anything like this before, mm -hmm. so they did not know how to handle it. Were uh, they conservative? Uh, my my dad drank. Mm -hmm. He played poker. He dug for gold. He was a wild man. Oh wow! Yeah. He was a bit of a wild man. My mom couldn't tame him. There was no way. Mm -hmm. um, she was a housewife, kind of a frustrated housewife. I think mm -hmm. she wanted to write. In fact, later I found out she really did want to be a writer. Wow. But I played the flip side mm -hmm. of Jailhouse Rock, Treat Me Nice, mm -hmm. endlessly, to where my mom said, please turn that <laughs> off. But it was something about the words he was saying. Mm -hmm. When you walk through that door, baby, be polite. You're going to make me sore if you don't treat me right. Mm -hmm. It's all about treating Elvis right, treating him nice. And I wanted to know how to do that. I, how, what does that mean? You know, mm -hmm. I was just a kid. But I was totally into Elvis, went away to the army. My mom let me keep a calendar on the wall that I could cross out the days every day before he came back. And then I got into Dion. Okay, Dion. Um, there's, there's a poster over here. Yeah. I'm assuming you guys can see us. Pete says you can, so <laughs> Dion, this has never happened before. I'm Dion DiMucci, Dion. huge hero of mine. Mm -hmm. Still, to this day. I Did just, you ever get to meet him? Yes, I've met him a couple of times. I just bought tickets for a show in New Jersey. You see you see what, what I do. I just got tickets to see my friend Paul Rubens in Austin and in a few just days. Go. I just have to. There are certain things I cannot not do. Clearly this is something you've always done. Yeah, it was whenever I could afford it. Mm -hmm. Whenever but yeah, I'm going to see Dion in New Jersey <laughs> in uh, July. Does Dion still sing? Center. Oh, he sings better than ever. I heard there's a, a viral video of him singing in a diner. Yeah. Right? Which is yes. so great. But I went to see Frankie Valli. He doesn't sing. It's all fake. I know a lot of them can't sing anymore. He doesn't sing Dion can sing his butt wow. off. He okay, sounds great. just like Run Around Sue when he sings wow. it. But he does a whole other thing. He does a whole blues part mm -hmm. of his show. Mm -hmm. He has blues records. He's never stopped. Wow. He's never stopped. How old is he? 80. I know. <laughs> but he's yeah. still doing it. He's still doing it so well. I went to the Bronx just to do a That's Dion pilgrimage. Have you ever done the Dion pilgrimage? I have not done do the it. I have not done the Dion pilgrimage. You know, his street where all oh of it started. Where they were doing do up on the corner. Yeah, do up. Sure. It started oh there with him. Let's face it. And so uh, how did you meet how did you meet him? I met him back in the 80s, late mm -hmm. 80s, when I'm with the band had just come out, and a friend of mine who worked with Zappa invited me to his reunion with the Belmonts. Oh my God, it was so incredible. Radio City, it was mm -hmm. incredible. So I met him briefly, and it was, mm -hmm. it was pleasant, and I met mm -hmm. his wife, and uh, it was just a, one of those joyous things. Is I, he still I, married to the same woman? Oh yes, her wow. name is Sue. <laughs> That run around. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I guess she wasn't. That. I guess not. But anyway, they he's still just I I never get over my heroes. I still love Elvis. I went to great been been great. Did you ever twice. get to meet Elvis? No. Saw him twice though. Mm -hmm. Saw him play twice. At what stage of his life? Well later, mm -hmm. you know. But Vegas. like the fat the heavy Elvis? Don't call him fat. I I, I caught I caught myself <laughs> I caught myself. I stopped. I knew yeah. I was going there. Uh, but I never, my heroes are always my heroes. I love that. And I appreciate them so much for enhancing my life and uplifting me. I feel the same way. Yeah. So, okay, so it started with Elvis and Dion. Yeah. And I would imagine soon the Beatles yes, must have happened the Beatles soon, right? right? Afterwards, yeah. The Beatles, I was 14. It was so perfect. 
you know, it was meant to be that I was 14 when the mm -hmm. Beatles came out. <laughs> so I became a Paul freak. I hung out with three other girls who were the other Beatles, mm -hmm. and we just I was lived. I don't blame you. Mm -hmm. We just lived the Beatles. We lived Beatlemania. As I said, and I'm with the band, I slept on a Beatle pillowcase, breathed with Beatle lungs, all of it. I mean, I was, I was obsessed. And so, I saw them play three times. My wow. very first concert was the Beatles at the Hollywood Bowl when I was 14. Wow, well, you, was everybody, everybody was screaming their behind, screaming like crazy, Look, we're right? we're on. Oh, we're on! I've got to fluff hey, my wait, hair wait, up, I can ju see we that. Ju we just came <laughs> now we're here. Okay, this is really bizarre that all of a sudden we're here. I don't know what that means. Um, Hi Valerie. Hi Eric. Hi Mary Ellen. I look fat. Hey, you guess do what? not. I'm look not fat. fat. She, I'm not she, fat. No, you're not fat. Um, it's delayed, but we're there. Okay, we're there. Uh huh. Good. <laughs> all right. So, so, did you get to meet the Beatles? Yes, I've met all four of them eventually. Oh. It took it took you know a lot of my lifetime to get okay, to meet Okay, well, who all was them. your first Beatle that you met? <laughs> Ringo. I was in a movie called 200 Motels yes, that Frank Zappa Abba. produced, and, mm -hmm. yeah. and uh, Ringo was in it. He played Frank. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to go to dinner with Ringo. Oh. And, you know, still, when I see him to this day, he mm -hmm. says hi to me and remembers my name. He's a really sweet gentleman. S did, did he live up to your expectations when you all met him? All of them did. All, all of, of them. Well, no, not John. Okay, so tell me about that. Well, John was in the Cotex on the head phase, mm -hmm. and he was mean. Keith Moon introduced us. And he was so proud to introduce me to my second Beatle. Mm -hmm. But John was leaning on a door frame and he was in real surly state of mind and really out of it. And he said, Pamela John, John, Pamela, Pamela John, John, Pamela, Pamela John, John, Pamela. <laughs> it wasn't very nice. Oh. All right, tell me about Paul. I met him last. Mm -hmm. I, I met George in a really glorious way. Okay, tell. Because he's lovely. Um, well, I met him a lovely, couple right? of times. I met him a couple of times. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I met him first with the GTOs. We were, we were at A and M Records. We were going to get our photos taken for the centerfold of Rolling Stone, mm -hmm. uh, the groupie issue, very famous issue. <laughs> yes. And, and we were walking in there, and all dressed up, and we bumped right into George. Well, Miss Cinderella bumped into him. She had a big butt. We called her Pumpkin Butt. <laughs> she bumped right into George, and he oh, turned around nice and bump. said. Who are you, who are you girls? He was just enthralled with us. He was a big flirt, and um, was he? We said we were the we are the GTOs, and he said I've heard of you girls. Yeah, it was thrilling. Wow. And as I walked away, I was just giddy. He said you've got pretty legs. He told oh, me that. Wow. Then I met him again at Bob Dylan's house, one of the best days of my life. Okay, we're going to talk about that too. Let's talk about it right now. Let's talk about Bob. I, all right, my, all he's right. my ultimate oh, hero. I know he is. Yeah. All right, but wait. So George, the second time you met him, did he, did he remember meeting you? Did he know that he knew you? Well, he didn't know me back in the no, GTOs. but I mean, that did was he... very brief. Mm -hmm. So no. how much later was it? The oh, many years. Time? It was okay. Bob's fiftieth birthday. Ah. So I was invited because mm -hmm. uh, I had met Bob a couple of times with his girlfriend at the time. So I never flirty flirted with Bob. I never do that if I. You have a code. Yeah, I totally do. Okay. and That's but, good for people to know because I'm sure not everybody would think that. Yeah. So that's important. Well, uh, I do have a bad rap, but only by people who haven't read my books. Mm -hmm. Because the the word groupie has been maligned and 
What does the word groupie mean? What's your definition of the word groupie? Love of music, love of musicians, period. Mm -hmm. You can hang out with them and not have sex with them. You can take them shopping. You can, you know, I don't know, do anything. I used to sew buttons on their shirts. I didn't necessarily sleep with all of them, that's for sure. We had a lot of good friends, mm -hmm. you know, that mm -hmm. were musicians, mm -hmm. GTOs. But anyway, George Harrison that day, mm -hmm. it was so funny because it was the Wilburys time, which mm -hmm. is so fantastic. Mm -hmm. But they were all there mm -hmm. before Roy passed, mm -hmm. and they had all pitched in and gotten Bob a jukebox for his birthday, a vintage one, a really wow. beautiful old jukebox. And I remember being in Bob's den with the the entire traveling Wilburys, okay? Wow. And uh, trying to maintain myself. <laughs> God. <laughs> and they couldn't figure out how to turn the jukebox on. They were sitting around like this, hmm, <laughs> looking at it, touching it, poking it. And Tom Petty was kind of standing there looking around, and he looked down. And it wasn't plugged in. It wasn't plugged in. <laughs> Freaking thing was not plugged in. <laughs> so Tom became a hero then. So, so <laughs> how did you, fr I know Dylan was your, he is, how did you meet, is. how'd you meet Bob? I met him at a party, a few different times I met Bob, but the first time we really, we, we had a connection and it just didn't, oh, <laughs> uh. anyway. Uh, Gemini, pretty good though. <sighs> Tell him that, okay? <laughs> Is he's still he, here, Bob. Is he still uh, in? Does he have a woman in his life? Yes, he mm -hmm. does apparently. Mm -hmm. But he's so mysterious. But apparently he does. Mm -hmm. But I was dancing by myself to some Motown music at a girlfriend's birthday party, mm -hmm. and I felt arms encircling me, and it, and it was Bob. Oh shit! And he was behind me, and he was dancing in a real kind of kooky mm -hmm. way behind me for quite some time. Approximately when was this? He was, you know, about to turn fifty. Mm -hmm. He's now 78. Unbelievable. It was too long ago. Mm -hmm. I've tried so hard to remake his acquaintance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, and then at his birthday party, we, we sat together with George. Mm -hmm. I was sitting there with Bob and George. It was That's almost too much. absolutely crazy. And, and George had read I'm with the band. Mm -hmm. And I was just <laughs> beside myself <laughs> over that. And he said, I'm not in it, unfortunately. <laughs> for both of us <laughs> oh my god and, and then he had someone with him he was his mechanic mm -hmm. that's and, bizarre and he introduced me to his mechanic and he said he works with engines the way you and I work with words oh wow yeah that's lovely. so that was one of the best days of my life then that's pretty lovely. then Bob said we should write together what <laughs> what yeah this did you do it? She said, maybe we could work on a screenplay. But anyway, he took my phone number. And I wasn't home when he called. Oh, no, stop. Yeah. He called. About a week later, I was at the gym, like a good girl. <laughs> and I called home. I had a little assistant at the time because mm -hmm. I was making a few bob. And I said, did any... A few bob. <laughs> I said, did anybody... <laughs> I thought that was a I perfect... <laughs> Oh, I said, word for money that I didn't know. I said, did anybody call? Mm -hmm. And she said, no. Oh, yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, Bob Dylan called. Oh, <laughs> what? 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 Oh, what? my God. But that's like divine intervention that he you didn't. got saved from something somehow. No. 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 <laughs> we don't look at it that way, do no, we? we? do not. 
Dee Wallace would tell you to look at it that way. <laughs> that you were saved from something. No. I don't know. No. Uh, but you know what? We're not dead yet, neither one of us. That's I like what that. I say. I like that. So, okay, and so how about Sir Paul? How'd you meet Paul? I met him at a gig, my friend Brian Ray, mm-hmm. who I did a podcast with. I listened to it. Oh, cool. I did, yeah. Um, he he invited us. Mm-hmm. He invited Michael and I to see Sir Paul. And it was an amazing show. And we were driving home, and Brian called Michael on the phone and said, you want to meet Paul? He was like, <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> I think we'll just go on home. <laughs> so we went to a party where he was, and I was just scared. To, I could not go near him. I mean, I just, I just How long standing. ago was this? Oh, gosh, probably 15 years or something. Mm-hmm. Pretty early on when Brian was playing with him. Mm-hmm. And I was just standing there, gaga, mm-hmm. and some strange man came up and said, Have you met Paul? And I said, No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> And I had my book. I had I'm with the band. I was going to give it to him if yeah. I got brave enough. And this guy said, oh, come on over. I didn't even know the man. Never saw him again oh. either. And he said, you have great skin, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Just noticing. And, uh-huh. and, and he said, Paul, this is Pamela, because I told him. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of handed him the book. And I was like, oh. And he looked at me with those freaking eyebrows oh, and he, unfortunately he was with Heather mm. and he looked over at her and back at me and over he said we haven't met before have we <laughs> no <laughs> I wish but no and he thumbed through the book you know and it was a great moment wow yeah <coughs> but he was with Heather yeah god damn it um so and you're, you're both not dead yet either so. he's married well yeah but you know things change not that I'm wishing that on him, but you know, you just you never know what's gonna happen. All right, so let's go back to the beginning. So how it started for you? So 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 Theron, not at all. You don't have the. No, I don't have the whoop, whooping anything. The corn, the, the the coronavirus, which now is in California. Don't go to Orange County, anybody. Crystal, I'm worried little, about you. I get little allergies in the valley. Yeah, that's what it is. So I love. You have to see these coasters. Look at this coaster. I keep having to fluff my hair up. It looks flat. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to look there. I'm afraid what I'm going to see. Um, so okay, so so Dion and Elvis, you're 14. The Beatles. You go see the Beatles. Okay. Chased Wh- after them. Tried to meet them. Couldn't do it. Didn't work. Cops drove us away. It's all in. I'm with the band. Yes, but we're 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 giving a little synopsis. Yeah. We're not going to give the whole thing away because we want people to buy the book. And books. I'm going to give links to all the books. books. Oh, well, we're going to we're going to go through. Okay, all the, good, good. Do we have any physical books here? All right. Um, in another room. Okay, so we'll, we'll, I'm going to give the links and you'll be able to find them. So, okay, so you can't meet the Beatles. You, you haven't been able to meet the Beatles. You couldn't meet the Beatles. It was very meet? frustrating. Um, I started going to the Sunset Strip. The, the first time I went to Hollywood was to, uh, to see Captain Beefheart play. God. Now, most people don't even know who he is, which is a crime. If you know Zappa, you know Captain Beefheart. Yeah, Beefheart... Yeah was my first real introduction to rock and roll and changed my life forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, his cousin, Victor Hayden, mm-hmm. painted these paintings on the wall. Nice. He was the mascara snake in the Magic Band, mm-hmm. and he took me to meet Don, and Don Van Bleet, Captain Beefheart, and that was it. <laughs> I'm telling you. Was it, was it that, was it it personally? I mean, uh, did you have a... We became intimate? friends. Okay. Oh, no. We were uh-huh. just friends, mm-hmm. and uh, he looked me up and down and said, you're a gas. I wish there were more people like you. 
Really? No. I was just a little kid. How high old school were you? Sixteen. Oh wow. <clears throat> and and so then I started going into Hollywood. I realized that's I was in the valley, over the hill. There was it was Oz, <laughs> and I started going <laughs> over the hill, and meeting the bands. I mean, I I, I wasn't going to s say no. I mean, I could. I tried very hard to meet the Beatles, and uh, couldn't do it. I was too green. Couldn't mm -hmm. figure it out. But the Birds were the first band I met there. My very oh, I loved the Birds. They were my <coughs> favorite John band York. for a long time. Um, oh no, that was much later. So wait, first so birds. oh the first birds. So sixty five. Oh oh, this is sixty five. Yeah, yeah. So did you have to figure out a way to get to them? I'll tell you how I did it. Okay, and go ahead. I do these rock and roll tours, mm -hmm. and I tell these stories on my rock tours too. I because I take them to the places, but this. The birds were playing Ciro's. I was too young to get in. I wanted to see them. Did they How do card I do in it? those days? Did they what? Card? Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. in New York, they didn't card. Oh, yeah, they did. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, I said, those doors there, where do those doors go? I bet they go backstage. I think I'm going to knock on that door. And the girls I was with, they were saying, oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. So I did that. And the door opened. I can still see it. You know how certain things are like a photograph? Yeah. The door opened. Roger McGuinn, Jim then, of course, opened the door, mm -hmm. handed me a joint, and said, come on in. That's how I met the birds, and I was there in the, wow. while they tuned up to go on stage wow. with just them and the roadie, and I got to see the show from the side of the stage. So I was, well, Did was, your girlfriends <clears throat> come in with you? No. I was, they didn't come in, no, no. That was, I was the one who knocked on the door. So that's how, it, and it went on from there, and it was easy back then. It was Easy. Then so I, you would just do backstage stuff. You'd get in because you were underage, and were you already starting to have relationships? I was wanting to. Mm -hmm. I was really hoping to. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't have that right away. I didn't. You know, I'm so young. Uh, I had a boyfriend in high school, and we, how did he feel about we you? Broke doing up, that? We broke up. We broke up. Yeah, yeah. Of he, he yeah. was. Yeah, I, we're still good friends though. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see him while I'm in Vegas this week. Bobby Martini. Okay, he's so he still says Bobby Martini. Do you so watch great. The Voice? I d have, but Did I don't you? know. Okay, so my first love's daughter just kicked ass on the first oh. voice, got a four chair turn, and they oh. fought over her. Wow, yes, that's cool. it's so cool. That's um, cool. So, okay, so you so yes, and so I just started meeting bands, and then I met some incredible wild ass girls, and we started dancing together with on stage with these different bands. And one of the girls, Miss Christine, was Frank Zappa's governess. So she invited us up eventually to meet Frank. And oh, did I love Frank. I know. Oh my and God. we, he just loved us all. We spent so much time at the cabin and we danced with them. We called ourselves the Laurel Canyon Valley Company. We danced with the mothers and love and Jesus. Doors and Buffalo Springfield. And, oh my God. I mean, so many different bands. And then um, you're not in town for uh, Love and Spoonful, the the wild no, thing. No, I, I would go. I went yeah. last year, but um, I'm going to be in Vegas. My dog gone. And and talk about why you go to Vegas. I teach going. writing workshops um, all over the, you know, I say the world because I go to London and Toronto to teach, but mm -hmm. mainly in America. Mm -hmm. And I have many groupie therapy. I call it groupie <laughs> therapy. It's uh, it's girls writing and sharing their their insides and becoming best friends with each other and mm -hmm. figuring everything out while they write. It's just mm -hmm. magic. It mm -hmm. really is. So I'm, I'm my second annual doll con. Mm -hmm. I call them, all my girls my dolls. 
And uh, we now have like 35 of them riding together this weekend Fantastic. in Vegas. And I take them to my favorite antique malls and my thrift stores and my favorite little restaurants and downtown only. We stay off the strip entirely. Where, where do you do the, the workshop? Um, we rented a big house this time. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And everybody stays? Yeah, we all stay. Uh, you know, some stay in the hotel and mm -hmm. some stay in the house, depending on who got the house first. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so um, okay, so you're hanging out with these what with these fun girls, mm -hmm. and you're at Zappa's, and you're you're dancing, and is that how the GTOs happen? Yeah. Mm -hmm. One day he said, um, I, th "I have a record label now, which we knew, of course, mm -hmm. and I think you girls should, would make a really great group. You should write should write some songs about your lives because we would tell him stories about what we were getting up to, and he would just crack up, and he thought." We, it was important enough to save what mm -hmm. these crazy girls were doing in Laurel Canyon in 1968. So, so, like, what's a story you might have told Zappa back then? We just told him every story about all our crushes on mm -hmm. the boys we had. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we told him once about our, the, our gym teachers. <laughs> what, I mean, we talked about everything. We were mm -hmm. just teenage girls, you mm -hmm. know. So he didn't he, have kids yet. He had Moon. She was okay. six months old when mm -hmm. I met her. Mm -hmm. I did a podcast with her too. And tell us about tell them about your podcast and how they can find it. Uh, Miss Pamela's. No, actually, I just changed it. It's Pamela DeBar's Pajama Party, and it's on every platform, Spotify, okay. iTunes, everything. Okay. So it's very easy to find. Pamela DeBar's Pajama Party. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, and I had Moon Zappa on recently, and we. Oh my. So you've God. known her her whole life. Her whole life. And Weasel, too. And you, did you babysit for them for Yes, a while? I was the governess. The governess. And I lived there for years, off and on. Really? Three years at one point, yeah. I took care of those babies. They were like my, my very own kids. And obviously close to Gail, I assume. Very close to Gail. They were a family. They were my family, besides my family. So I had, I've had a very interesting life. You have. <laughs> so, so tell us about Frank. I, I, I worship Frank. So... What he was, was he like? He in was enigmatic. Real life? He was enigmatic and mysterious. Mm -hmm. He he retained that glow even when we were really tight. You know, he he would disappear down I into the basement. I heard he would be in the studio, yeah. like for long. He, yeah, he would of disappear mm -hmm. for days working. Mm -hmm. He's a genius. Yeah, yeah. I saw him at Carnegie Hall <coughs> with like a huge orchestra, and everybody was yeah. doing something different. I mean, it was uh, so eclectic. It was uh, wild. He was so brilliant. Mm. What a loss. So, um, so did you go through that whole illness and all of that with them as well? Um, no, mm -hmm. it was family. Mm -hmm. That was family, and that was it. You know, when he got down to that to the wire. I mean, I saw him up until mm -hmm. yeah, it was so tragic. Same with Gail. Can't believe they're both mm -hmm. gone. So okay, so you're living on and off with Zappa. You're the governess. You have the GTOs. And we, we do a record, mm -hmm. and uh, it's hard to believe that we actually were in the studio doing a record with Frank Zappa. Lowell George was our co-producer. Oh. I know, I know. He's such an important figure. Mm -hmm. And he had a big crush on me. I just Ooh. loved him. Oh. Did you sleep with Lowell? No, Ooh. no. You know, I, I loved him, but not in that way. And I just, you know, I just, I, you know, we were attracted you to who you were like. attracted That's to, right. you know. You can't help that. So who was your first rock star? 
the first one I actually slept with mm -hmm. all the way because I was 19 and a half. I held on to it, baby. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was 14 and a half, but oh, that's another see. story. <laughs> um, his oh. name is Nick St. Nicholas, who I also did a podcast with. Mm -hmm. He was in Steppenwolf, and mm -hmm. he was the bass player, and he still plays bass in a band called the World Classic Rockers. Mm -hmm. And we've stayed friends all these years, too. Nice. So it's pretty great. So mm -hmm. he was my buddy, but he broke my heart in the smithereens at the time. Oh, Ooh. my God. And then my, my first three were bass players. Go ahead. My Go ahead. second was Noel Redding. Mm -hmm. And my third was Chris Hillman, who um, I was in a relationship with off and on for like 30 years. Really? Yeah. Real true love. Real main true love, yeah. Is that still something that could pop up Oh, no, no, no. He's very much married. Mm -hmm. His wife hates me. I bet she does. One of those things. I'm yeah. sorry. Mm. But you kept resurfacing. Yeah, resurfacing. <laughs> so, uh, so who was your... Your first, like, of the Mick Jagger, Jimmy Page, Keith Moon, Keith Moon? was he? No, he was later. He was mm -hmm. right before I met Michael. Mm -hmm. um, but it was Jimmy Page, I suppose. He was, you know, I, I used to keep track. Mm -hmm. And I only, I, really, I thought I'd slept with way more people than I have. And I started adding them up. And it's really nothing compared to so many of my friends. But it's just because I have to write a book about it. People mm -hmm. think I'm just a loose woman. I'm not. I'm not. Okay, yeah. so let's talk about that. So what was the criteria for making that decision to, to go for it with someone? Gosh, that's a good question. I, I, I wanted to be in love, but I realized at a certain point, okay, I'm not going to wind up with Mick Jagger, but I still want to be with him. Mm -hmm. You know, he I've crushed on him forever. and But, but that story is weird, too, because... I was with Jimmy Page, and I was really in love with him. And uh, ah. he acted like he was in love with me. And maybe he was at the time. I don't know. He, he was very, very romantic. And Really? Oh, God, yeah. How so? Well, he was just mushy and romantic and wow. loving and adoring and wow. you know, all of that. And promising me various things. How long were you with Jimmy? <laughs> oh, it's just a few months, mm -hmm. you know. But then again, he'd come to town. I'd be with him again and again. But... Um, Mick was trying to get with me at the same time, and because they were they would station themselves here on the in in '69, the most amazing tour ever. I saw that tour many times on stage. Mm -hmm. um, but he, they would stay in L.A. and fly out, just like Zeppelin. They would stay in L.A. because that's where they wanted to be mm -hmm. and fly out to these gigs. But the I Stones see. were recording, mm -hmm. um, so I spent a lot of time with Mick before I slept with him because I was trying to be true to Jimmy Page. It's just the way it was. And did finally by your own decision me. to do it, or did Jimmy want you to do it? Um, no, he wanted me to do it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. he wanted me to, you know, just be with him. Mm -hmm. But when I actually found out, because Mick kept saying, "You think he's being true to you out there on the road?" I said, "Yes, he is." <laughs> anyway, he wasn't. So I said, "Okay," and I waited till the last day before Mick left town. And I really kicked myself for that. But we had a Was great there a time. hot tub story with Mick or something, I seem to recall? No hot tub. Uh, okay, was somebody there was a was there a bat? No there hot was tub. Someone there was a tub with somebody <laughs> that you told a story <laughs> at Women Who Write no when tub. I first met you. Okay, no tub. No tub. So so how what did Mick live up to your expectations? Oh yes. Mm -hmm. In every kind of way. Mm -hmm. He was so charming and mm -hmm. so effervescent and so mm -hmm. 
joyous and so happy to be who he was and so uh, grateful to be who he was. Oh, when that's I, nice. Yeah. When I went to London, too, I spent a lot of quality time with him there. So you, so Mick is another one that you would come back around with? Uh-huh. And, you know, that was the, you, you could do that in those days, and, mm-hmm. and no one was getting sick from it, and you could just be who you wanted to be and share yourself with all kinds of people. It was just so great. I'm so thrilled I got to live through that. That, that era was my youth, you know? So was there judgment on you? How did your parents deal with that? My dad worked nights. Mm-hmm. Some friends of mine, the McCartney ladies, mm-hmm. bought me a shirt that says, my dad worked nights. Mm-hmm. It explains a lot. <laughs> um. <laughs> so you were able to sneak out and get away? Yeah, well, I didn't have to sneak. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I would say, Mom, I'm going out with my girlfriends, and I would do that, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, I, you know, like I said, I was 19 and a half before I actually did the full deed. Mm-hmm. And I told my mom about it. She and I were incredibly close. Mm-hmm. I was an only child, so. How, how was her reaction to that? She, you know, was concerned, but I was a, almost an adult, really, mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. And... She was, you know, she went through so much with me because I was a wild kid, you know. Once I, once I got into music, I was a wild kid. Before that, I was just a normal kid, I think. Look what it did to me. <laughs> did you go to college? Nope. Mm-hmm. I took some writing courses here and there. but uh, I never, How are you making a living? Oh, I'd do almost anything. Why? Well, I mean, I, mean I, I worked at a candy store. Mm-hmm. I worked in a, a record store. I, I, I made shirts. Finally, when I started making shirts for guys mm-hmm. that I loved, I had to show Chris Hillman mm-hmm. how much I loved him. <laughs> so I embro- hand embroidered these cowboy shirts and I would bleed into the thread. And, oh my God, I was so in love with him. And so, but then I thought, well, this is a good way to make a living. So I started making shirts. How long were you with Chris Hillman? Off and on, off and on, you know. Mm-hmm. Did, did, did you ever come close to winding up with him? Yeah, yeah. No. no. There was a time there were a couple times it seemed like possible, but it's just as well, you know. Did did you have like breakups with these guys? Like did you have a breakup with oh, Jimmy yeah. Page? Jimmy Page was great when we broke oh, up. Well, let's hear about that. People you know, people think that you know, you would just be tossed away. It was never like that. Mm. It was never like that back then. Mm. You know, it may have changed in the hair metal days, mm. and there were so many more groupies. You know, but Jimmy, f- actually, on his birthday, mm-hmm. he had just sent me this gorgeous necklace for Christmas and everything. But on his birthday, January 9th, he met a girl named Charlotte, and he fell madly in love with her. Mm. And they wound up together for a long time. They had a daughter. Mm-hmm. So the next time they were in town. He called me, invited me over, and told me the story and said, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sorry, I, you know, fell in love with someone, blah, blah, blah. Of course, that didn't last, and I saw him a few times after that. Well, that had but to be crushing on that, not, at that time, no? Yes, it was, it was, mm-hmm. you know, but I'd heard about her, and I, mm-hmm. you know, there, there was no internet, of course, mm-hmm. there were no phone machines. It was uh, the groupie Tom Toms told us what was going on. <laughs> the groupie Tom Toms. <laughs> That's what I called them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there were people in every port, kind of. Uh, not every them. port, because I was a super groupie. I got taken places. So what was your first? What was your first little um, excursion? Do you remember? Yeah. No. Yes, yeah. I do. Uh, Noel Redding took me to New York with the Jimi Hendrix experience. Jesus Christ. 
So what was that like? <laughs> well, what was Jimmy like? He was very mysterious. Did you sleep with him? No. Ooh. I've never in one bed. Are you kidding okay, me? Okay. Okay. No, I was no. I was with Noel. I was in the Foxy Lady video. It was a what? short. It was a short film back then called the short film. And I met this guy, Alan, really great guy to love in, and he asked me to be in this short film for this mm -hmm. band from England. And it was a Jimi Hendrix experience. Jeez. I walked into this crazy, big round house up in the hills, and there was the fucking Jimi Hendrix experience. Jesus. So I was the foxy lady that day. I got to dance on a pedestal behind him oh and frolic God. with him in a field all day. And, and I wound up with Noel. Jimmy hit on me, and I was like, <laughs> wasn't ready for him. Really? How so? Well, he was just bigger than life. He mm -hmm. was just majestic. He had to be sexy as It was fuck. unbelievable. Mm -hmm. In the book, I said even his pockmark sizzled. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was really hot. Oh Noel, on the other hand, was mm -hmm. this tiny little Englishman. Mm -hmm. You know, and I thought, I can handle him. <laughs> <laughs> but he waited. Yeah. I saw him every time he came to town, mm -hmm. and then he took me to New York. It was a big deal. Um, and I remember walking with the Hendrix experience into the uh, factory. Mm -hmm. Andy Warhol was having a big party. And I was walking kind of behind them. They were walking, and as they walked, they held their hands out like this, and Everybody put drugs in their hands, and they took mm -hmm. them all. They didn't even know what they were. Wow. Scared me. I didn't do that. I never did that stuff. I was going to say, what was your experience? I took with drugs. drugs and stuff, yeah. I took drugs, but mm -hmm. I was not addictive, mm -hmm. thanks oh. to my darling mother. Mm -hmm. My father was, but I got my mother's genes in that way. Lucky you. Yeah. I'm an addict, so. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I fell in love with a lot of them because my dad was. Mm -hmm. A little Alan Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so. <sighs> Wow, so you walk in there and they're handing everybody, I mean, wow. And uh, <laughs> It's quite a story and it's, you know, it's a long story. And somehow I made a living out of it. And, and uh, you know, one When never, did that start happening? One never realizes that anything like that could ever happen. Mm -hmm. When somebody writes a book, you mm -hmm. don't know if one person is going to read it or buy it. Mm-hmm. You know what motivated you to start? And my first, my first book, I'm with mm -hmm. the band, mm -hmm. was I really consider that to be a real door opener for a lot of people because I was no one, mm -hmm. and I wrote a memoir. There were, there just didn't exist really. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, yes, it had famous names in it, but I was really no one. Mm -hmm. No one really had heard of the GTOs really. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. it was a short-lived thing. Now a lot of people know who we were. Right. You know, the book, the album's very collectible. But I just wanted to tell that story, and it happened in an interesting way. I was doing an interview with Stephen Davis for Hammer of the Gods, mm -hmm. for a Zeppelin book, and after our interview, he said, you should write your book. And it was, wow, this big author mm -hmm. thinks it's an important enough story. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, I would always take creative writing workshops just for fun. Mm -hmm. My teacher, I, I wrote about the stones mm -hmm. for her. And she went, oh my God, showed it to her husband who was a, a publisher and she said, you should write it. Mm -hmm. So both, that was very encouraging. Mm -hmm. So I started writing on with the band. I got a lot of rejections. How, how long did it take you to write? Uh, all my books take about a year and a half because I have to, I have a big life otherwise. I can't just sit every day and write. Mm -hmm. So it takes me about 18 months to write a book. It took me 11 years, but that's, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, until <laughs> I finally published it. Uh -huh. But I didn't sit with it the whole time, but yeah, from start to finish. Mm -hmm. So, so, 
All right, so I, before we get to the book coming out and everything, so, so you're having this life, you're mm -hmm. doing odd jobs to make money, mm -hmm. you're, you're on the road when you can be on the road and mm -hmm. go with guys, mm -hmm. um, and you're falling in love with them? Some of them. Mm -hmm. I fell in love with Jimmy, he took me on the road too, it was a big, big, big deal. Mm -hmm. Took me to Texas, New York, and, and it was, uh, you know, that's super groupy time. But then, you know, then life happens and he met Charlotte and all that. Who came after then, him? Uh, I started seeing Keith Moon and Waylon at the same time. Well, I saw Waylon on and off for years. Um, I first got introduced to Waylon by Graham Parsons, who was a very dear friend of mine. Mm. And Graham turned me on to country music, or otherwise I wouldn't care about it at all. He mm. expanded my entire reality by turning me on to country music. George Jones, Merle Haggard, mm. Waylon, Ray Price, Willie. Willie. Mm. And, um, and Waylon was hot, okay? Yeah. So I decided to go after him. He was completely out of my reality in a mm -hmm. whole other world. And at the time, he did not have long hair. And he had a quiff mm -hmm. and these black leather wristbands and a squint. I mean, he was tough. Mm -hmm. But I, I saw him play and I said, okay, that's it. How'd you go after him? I went to his gigs. I went to his gigs half naked, basically, <laughs> in my underwear, way before Madonna came out in my underwear. And, you know, my spike heels and stockings and stuff. And I would throw daisies at his feet. I had to get his attention. I did, believe me. Mm -hmm. And one night, he just invited me to a recording session. Honky Tonk Woman, actually. Amazing version. And came home with me after. And boy, what a trip. When I opened the door, well, actually, I, he came over a couple hours later. It was about 5 a.m. Mm -hmm. Those were the days, mm -hmm. right? I opened the door to him, and it was like, my God, what am I in for? Oh my God! Turned out to be great, though. Did Turned anybody out to be great? Did anybody disappoint you? Was anybody disappointing? In what way? Um, just not what you like, because you kind of fall in love with these guys, kind of. In well, a, in I a loved fashion. them. I you knew I wasn't going to yeah. wind up with Waylon Jennings mm -hmm. and move to wherever he was, Nashville. I don't even know where he lived at the time. Mm -hmm. But whenever he was in L.A., I he I was his girl. How long did that last? About three years. Same with Keith Moon. I was seeing both at the same time. And <laughs> did that? Did they know about each other? And how did that work? They didn't care. Mm -hmm. okay. I mean, Waylon was married, which I didn't know. In those days, you didn't know unless they told you. There's no way of finding out about Jessie Coulter. There was no way I knew, knew nothing about her at all. And of course, felt pretty bad about it when I did find out. Mm -hmm. When I finally met Shooter, his son. Mm -hmm. Many years later, when he had this great band called Stargun, mm. he said, I think of you as some long-lost weird aunt. <laughs> <laughs> and he told me about his dad talking about me like wow. just a couple weeks before he died, which, and I hadn't seen him in a long time. So that was very touching mm. that I made some sort of mark for mm -hmm. these people. Did you, did you fantasize that you would end up with any of them? I mean, I would think you must Jimmy, have. yeah. Because mm -hmm. Jimmy led me on to that. Mick never led me on to that. Mick and I were having fun. Keith and I were having fun. Waylon and I were having fun. But, you know, yes, I hoped Chris Hillman would one day, mm -hmm. you know, see the light. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jimmy, I assumed, really, at one point, that we were going to wind up together. But that was silly. I was just a kid. 
Mm-hmm. That's another thing you have to remember. I was a kid in these days. Mm-hmm. I was 20 it's, years it's old. It's not something you've perpetuated? What do you mean perpetuated? I mean, when did you end up... Was Michael your first husband? Yeah, my and only husband. Your, your only husband. And so <laughs> how old were you when you married Michael? Well, we met when I was 25, and it was his 26th birthday. Okay. And from then on, you were... Yes. Yeah. So that period was fairly short for you. Yeah, really, if you think about it. Yeah, I was from 16, well, it was 19. 11 years. Well, but the 19 yeah, is when But I was started hanging out with bands right. and doing other things mm-hmm. besides going all the way. I see. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So for about 11 years, I was a groupie. Before the word existed, mm-hmm. I was hanging out with Jim Morrison before the word existed. Okay, so let's talk about Jim Morrison. So what was so tell me I'm about Jim Morrison. We're getting there. Okay. Um, yeah, I have to be somewhere. Uh, of course Jim, she's got to be somewhere. Jim, <laughs> Jim, Bar. Uh, Jim Morrison was mm-hmm. uh, someone I, it's a long story, but he lived next door to a friend of mine before The Doors' first album came out. And I was a big Doors fan. And I wasn't taking any drugs except the Iron Butterflies bass player got a crush on me. He worked at a hospital during the day and he was he was a janitor mm-hmm. and he spilled some stuff and it got him stoned out of his mind. He started smuggling it out of the hospital. It was called Trimar Comptose Ethylene something. But okay. we shortened it to Trimar and mm-hmm. and I was inhaling this stuff and uh, getting very, very high and seeing the doors and just saying, I've never seen anything like this in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I became a big fan. And one day I heard the doors music being played Mm -hmm. next door to my friend before I knew he lived there. And I said, wow, what cool person has an unreleased doors album? And I was high enough on this trimar to to go down there and look in the door and it was Jim Mm -hmm. listening to his own record. Yeah. And all he had on was his black leather pants. Mm -hmm. I know. Wow, was, what a sight. I know, it was an amazing <laughs> sight. He was digging around the refrigerator and he was singing along with the end. Oh, oh, God. And I was high enough. I eventually, I went back to tell my girlfriend. She said, oh, go back down there, be a good neighbor. So I went down and I had just learned how to do a back bend. Just learned how to do it. I said, I'm going to show the Lizard King how how I do a back bend. So I just did it for him on the on his very tatty oriental rug and he stood there going get it on <laughs> and uh, his wife common-law wife Pam came in and saw me in the back bend it was really bad timing on my part oh my <laughs> and she said get the fuck out of my house mm-hmm. so I scrambled back up to where my friend's house and he followed me and we rolled around snorting this stuff for wow. hours yeah and then I met him the next day at the show, and I was so high on this stuff. We were making out all, all over the place. Was he a good kisser? Oh, amazing, amazing. Ooh. But the face, you mm-hmm. see the face above you, it's too much. So so I followed him on. We heard the, light my fire, mm-hmm. and I, what is that? Jim went, oh, oh, okay. Because sometimes the band would just start playing. They didn't know where he was. And then they'd. He'd show up. So anyway, that's what happened. So I followed him, though. I was so high. I was dragging my old tatty coat, my fake fur coat, and a big jug of Trimar, and followed him on stage with the doors. I was standing there on stage with him. Wow. Yeah. How long did that 
relate? How long did he stay oh, I in did. your life? Well, she no. he was a one woman man. Mm. So, but you know, I'd see him around. We hung out various times. He was a Hollywood fixture back then. Mm-hmm. So, so I started to ask before. Did did anybody disappoint you? Was anybody not? Because you would know these people. You were a fan first. Yeah. Did anybody not live up to what you hoped they'd be? That's really good. No, no, not at all. Mm -hmm. I I was just enjoying my life. You know, you think about how young I was Mm -hmm. and the situation I was in, and the most perfect timing, music-wise and sex-wise and socially and spiritually every kind of way it was the perfect time to be young so I just ate it up every day did anybody way exceed your expectations or did everybody way exceed your <laughs> expectations um well I gotta say Mick was a very cool guy mm. Mick was just a fun fun loving smart never got too messed up mm. you know and Robert Plant saying Leo's in control but Robert you didn't no, we were friends. Mm-hmm. We made out a couple times. Because <laughs> same band rule yeah, is, yeah. is going on there. We thought uh, about it a few times. but yeah. When was the last time you saw Mick? Mick's having a bad dream. I said having a bad dream. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Mick a long time ago. He's mm-hmm. someone I would love to be back in touch with. Mm-hmm. Just so he could see that I've turned out okay, you know? Because you were just a girl. Yeah. Okay, so let's race through. So, so you get so you and Michael fall in love. Michael falls in love with you. Yes. You fall in love with Michael. We get married. We have a kid. And how is that now being domesticated? Well. Were you domesticated? I was just going to say. Yeah. Well, when Nick was born, of mm-hmm. course, I, I went through the whole mommy phase. Mm-hmm. I, I got semi-normal <laughs> and did the whole mom thing. I mean, of mm-hmm. course, I, I'm a, still a devoted mom, and he's mm-hmm. a devoted dad. And... Uh, so yeah, sort of. I mean, if you you know, Michael was in all these bands. He was mm-hmm. in Power Station. He he was an actor. Mm-hmm. I was still trying to act at the time, um, and you know, I was then I started writing on with the band when Nick was about five and a half, because he was started kindergarten and everything. I had time, mm-hmm. so that's when that happened. How did the soap operas happen? And was that fun for you? Um, right after Michael and I met and mm-hmm. started trying to settle down, I got a job on a soap, Search for Tomorrow, and mm-hmm. it was a long job. Mm-hmm. And we went back and forth from New York and L.A. Um, and it was not really, I wish I could say it was a lot of fun. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, it was hard work, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. And it lasted about six months. Mm-hmm. And I've done other little bit parts and things, but acting, I realized, you know, I was 30, and I said, this just isn't going to happen. So that's when I started writing, about 30, God, about 34, I guess, I finally started writing. And did it surprise you, the success with Oh, Oh, yeah, totally surprised me. I remember where I was when I uh, got the news I was on the bestseller list. Uh, Yeah, it was just so incredible. I was in Miami Mm -hmm. um, on tour, the second tour with the book because it was going so well. And I had just seen Don Johnson, one of my true loves, uh, on okay. the set of Miami Vice. And I, walking to a radio station, my agent called and said, you're on the list. It was so thrilling. It was just, it was number 10 at first, and the, it got up to number 6 eventually. Oh, my God. All right, so now I read something about, before we get to Don Johnson, Michael Richards? He was a, someone I dated for a while, yeah. 
That seems that seems out of your sort of wheelhouse. Well, bit. I met him through a very good friend, Ed Bagley, and uh, I always Ed's had a, a great crush friend on. Of mine. I love Ed and Rochelle. Always had a crush on on Michael because mm-hmm. he's genius. You know, I'm attracted to genius. So we dated for several months. It was very interesting. I bet. <laughs> um, and okay, so Don Johnson was he at the height of his fame when you were? No, no. He was a struggling actor mm-hmm. and singer, songwriter. He's always been that. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, he lived next door to Chuck Wine, the guy who finally did Arizona Slim. Mm-hmm. And we just fell in love, you know, one of those things. Kids. How long did you... Uh... He was 23, I was 22. Mm-hmm. A year. But we are still friends to this day. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, is, so, the, any, any that got away that you... Besides Bob? Hillman. I mean, he ultimately got away. Mm-hmm. Um, but anybody yeah. you never, it didn't, did that you would. Prince. Uh-huh. I was so into Prince for so long, and Bruce, mm-hmm. Prince and Bruce, the people that saved the '80s music. Thank God. <laughs> did you get to meet Prince? <laughs> yeah, very briefly. Very briefly. He's incredibly shy. I lived in Minneapolis, but. <laughs> How about Bruce? Bruce met him very briefly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Is there anything you haven't done that you would still like to do? I'd like to wake up. Mm-hmm. I know I'm a very spiritual person. Mm-hmm. I meditate. I do, I go see gurus. I have my beautiful spiritual teacher. I've been, my my book after the one I'm writing now, which I can't talk about, mm-hmm. is my spiritual life. Do you sex, have a sex god and rock and roll? Oh. Sex god and rock and roll. Mm-hmm. I like it. Do you have a mantra? Um, no. I don't, okay, I don't, I, 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 don't. I just, yeah, it's, it's, I, I want the peace of it, I want this complete serenity of well, it. Well, how, how do you, I'm curious how you meditate, because I have a lot of trouble, I have to do guided meditations, I have a, I yeah. do those sometimes, mm-hmm. and other times I can just lift off. You can? Just never know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I've, I've been, I started studying self-realization in high school, that's how long I've been doing it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that, right alongside my rock and roll has been my spiritual life, mm-hmm. and so... I'm going to write that book, but mm-hmm. I'm writing a book now that I can't talk about, but I can soon. Okay. Exciting. Um, I don't know what's involved in the secret. I'm guessing an option or something is involved or something that makes We've already got the deal, right. but I can't talk okay. about the person that I'm writing it with yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how, oh, so you didn't remember how you met Allie Willis, but. Yeah, I don't remember how I met Allie, but I met so many people through Allie Willis. Mm. Cassandra Peterson, very dear, dear friend. Paul Rubens, mm. so many different cool people. Yeah, I was supposed to have dinner with Prudence last week. And Prudence, mm. my darling Prudence. So, okay, so you're writing a book. So so you are, all right, we're, we're wrapping. <laughs> Pete, are there any questions yeah. before we go? Okay, let's, let's get to a couple okay, questions. Okay, uh, let's go. see. Uh, Pamela, is there anyone you regret being intimate with and why? No. Good. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh, I have no regrets Pamela, when are you planning your next yard sale? Norm. Uh, the end of March. Please come. Last weekend in March. Big sale. How do people find out how to get I also do rock and roll tours. Everything's at PamelaDeBar.com except my sales. You can find those on Facebook. I don't post those on my website. but okay. And I have all these books, and I have rock tours, and I have so many wonderful things going on. My podcast, my column. I have an amazing column. I'm so proud of it. PleaseKillMe.com. Some of my best writing ever is what, there. What, what? They let me write what I want to, and it's just a thrill to be there. What, like, give us a sample column. Like, what might a column be? I wrote a, a 
a recent one? Uh, well, I started with Altamont, and I've got much more into detail about being at Altamont with Nick. Wow. And uh, then I, my most recent one is about uh, my parents and a, and a love triangle that went on in the family that is just outrageous wow. that I've never told. So anyway, pleasekillme.com, all my columns. Excellent. Any Anything else? You know what? No, because all the questions were exactly the answers you were giving. Oh, Yay! so you okay. were right in tune with the people watching. It's okay, awesome. good. Well, thank you, Pete. Yep, Pamela, you got it. thank you so. Pete, let's yeah. Pete George come here for one second. And say hi before we go. Um, this is Pete George, the rock and roll comedian. Pete, tell us about your show there. It's coming up next week. Hey, next weekend, <laughs> Friday and Saturday, Youngstown, Ohio, the Funny Farm. Oh really? Yeah. All the way to Ohio. All the way to Ohio uh -huh. for shows, and then um, I'm uh, I'll be having a date soon at the Irvine Improv. Nice. That was of today, and then um, I booked six shows at Pachanga. Casino wow, cool! In uh, July, <laughs> so I will be there with Pamela. <laughs> you never know. I'm gonna have my guitar. So next week we won't have Pete, but we'll have Hayden George, his son, and we will be with Tommy Chong. And what is more fun than that? I this, but. That's fun too. Anyway, so um, thank you so much for being with us. You have to jump because oh, you I have, have to go. Because Pamela has to go. Okay. Pamela, thank Bye. you so much for doing this. Mm -hmm. Thanks for having me. It was See fun. You. See you next time.